And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Welcome to the World of Mythbits. I am your host, Jenna Sparks, and this is episode 176. So again, welcome to the world of Myth Bits. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I am sick. (laughs) I haven't been sick in two years, and it hit me. Um, I don't think it's COVID. Uh, It just hit me like a day or two ago, and uh, I really really miss the feeling of not being sick. (laughs) Um, So you'll have to bear with me. But uh, I also, unfortunately, have been kind of uh, comatosing myself, if you will, for the past couple days to try to rest up and get rid of whatever bug this is. And uh, unfortunately, that also means I didn't give myself sufficient time to plan. But that is okay because I fantasized about the things I was going to say in this episode. (laughs) The point is, I'm very apologetic for you having to listen to my nasty, nasally voice uh, this episode. But uh, I also have some super amazing, excellent updates. uh, And let's go ahead and jump into that. So first of all, Dark Myth Publications' newest release, Stephanie J. Barty's Musings from Me, uh, is released tomorrow. For being a listener of the World of Myth Bits uh, podcast, if you go to MythMart and enter the code LUPAMUSINGS10 at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. And that's LUPAMUSINGS10. Hopefully you can understand what I am saying. (laughs) Lupa, L-U-P-A, Musings, M-U-S-I-N-G-S, 10. Uh, Again, that is for 10% off. And I actually physically got to hold the book and see it, and it's so cool. Uh, Next up, New Wave Comics website is up and running for consumption. So go to New Wave Comics, that's N-U-W-A-V-E, comics, C-O-M-I-X, dot com, to find out about the new vision for this rebranded decision. (sighs) I'm getting out of breath here. Okay, (laughs) next up. MythMart is currently in the works of opening a West Coast branch to serve the customers in that region with all that we have to offer from the Jaysomon Dark Myth Company. With May finally here, we begin the countdown to the 10-year anniversary 
Sorry, I'm choking on myself. With May here, we begin the countdown to the 10-year anniversary of Jaysomon and the Jaysomodcast. Uh, De- Dave said he wants to do a massive all-in-one podcast to celebrate that and maybe something cool for PCE as well. And now uh, the biggest, baddest news of the week that many people have been waiting for with bated breath. We have the uh, top 10 contestants who are moving into round two of the open contract challenge. Woo! Ha! That's an audience, not me. Just breathing hot breath into the microphone. Okay. <laughs> So let us start. All right. And contestant number one moving forward is Jim Bates. Congratulations, Jim. Contestant number two, James Hyde. Congratulations, James. Congratulations to James. Contestant number three, Christopher Keene. Congratulations, Christopher. I'm not going to do the sound effects for all of you guys. I'm sorry. Next up, contestant number four is James Rumpel. Major, major congratulations to James. Next up, contestant number five, Arafmi Iam Faru. Congratulations. Next, contestant number six, Haley Wolf. Contestant number seven, Glenn Bresciani. Contestant number eight, Terrence Hester. And contestant number nine, Chris Keene. And contestant number ten, Boriana Onaniva. And lastly, the wild card is, are you ready? Imagine a drum roll right here. The wild card is Robert P. Otone. I hope I said that. Otone? Otone? Uh, <laughs> cover my butt with different pronunciations. So, congratulations to all of you. I know that it is no easy feat to uh, work up the, uh, I don't want to say courage, uh, even though it is courage, <laughs> to work up the, the motivation and the will to put forward your your work and your effort into a major competition. Uh, So, again, a huge, 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 huge congratulations to everybody and uh, very excited for the next round. So, what have I got in order for in order? What have I got uh, on, on the agenda for today? So, first of all, I've been having, um, I mean, other than, other than being sick, uh, it's been a pretty nice week, you know, I think, um, kind of had to force myself again to just stop, uh, which I feel like is, is typically how I tend to wind up having to take care of myself is when I'm, like, forced to stop, (laughs) which can be mildly inconvenient and a little annoying. But in this case, it was very nice. You know, I um, just made up my couch and and just kind of enjoyed it. You know, I tried to enjoy it with the plugged ears and uh, runny nose and all that fun stuff. But it did get to 
watch my nephew play a little bit of Evil Within 2, which is a fun game series, and started uh, watching another new show that just... Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. The point is, uh, I had I had to stop. I had to take a break. Because, um, you know, it's like when you're sick and... and uh, it just it it it's hard to breathe. It's hard to do anything, and and so it was like I was trying to draw, and it just wasn't like I was just not able to enjoy it. And plus, I was afraid I would like my nose would get all runny <laughs> trying. Oh my god, you guys know what it's like to be sick. I don't need to be going over this. Uh, so anyway, other than that, you know, it's kind of funny because last week I told you guys that I got a surprise in my Instagram uh, inbox, which was that Leica Studios announced that I was the fourth winner of the uh, National uh, Craft National Craft Month contest. Uh, as orchestrated by Leica Studios, and uh, like I said, I had I hadn't anticipated winning because they already announced the winners a couple weeks ago. So I was like, all right, whatever, um, you know, just to just to have been acknowledged, you know, because they they just acknowledged it, and I was like, that's fine, that's fine. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I did it, you know. Um, overall, felt very happy with just participating in the contest. So when they sent me the message and, and they were like, hey, we really liked your piece. You know, we want to, you know, officially announce that you're the, the fourth winner when there were only supposed to be three. Like I said, that's very, um, very validating, you know, on a, on a very broad spectrum of uh, where I am mentally. Uh, and so... Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, my uh, award package just arrived in the mail. And I got uh, The Art of Paranorman, which Paranorman is, is the, the fan art piece that I did for the contest. And I, they asked, what, which of our books do you want? And I was like, Paranorman, duh. So I got the Paranorman book. And uh, a couple little journals, um, a couple, sorry, it's really hard to talk, um, a couple journals, uh, a couple, uh, yeah, a couple journals. I got a beautiful piece by an artist, Creations by Haley, who worked in lieu with Leica Productions, uh, and then also a gift card to Collage uh, Art Store in Oregon. And... Um, I know it's silly because like all of that I'm like super thrilled about, but like my favorite part of the prize is just this, it's a little card and on it, it's like from your friends at Leica. And then on the back is a handwritten note and you know, just, it, it just, I don't know. Like, of course, the, like I'm just a cheese ball and that was like very exciting <laughs> to have. So of course that's going to be framed. Um, very stoked about that. And I'll post the picture and everything on both the Mythbits Instagram and, and mine. Um, so yeah, so the point is like, it just, um, 
it's a nice feeling, you know. And I, I went on to explain in detail last week how much uh, winning and, and being named the, the, the fourth place winner, you know. I'm number four. I'm so okay with that. Um, but being uh, named the fourth place winner, it, it truly, like, I don't know. It just... It's, <laughs> Oh, that was very exciting. Like it's, I'm. I don't think I'll. I'll not be thrilled about it, and it just, um, you know, in a couple weeks, uh, Joe and I are gonna go see Neil Gaiman at the the Ace Hotel Theater in Los Angeles, and I I begged <laughs> when Neil Gaiman announced that he was gonna be touring, um, to do a a night with Neil Gaiman. I was like, please, can we go? Like, I, I really genuinely just want to go see this so bad. And so he got the tickets and everything. And um, he, uh, you know, I, 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 um, I've been looking forward to this since he got the tickets. Um, and I don't know, like, it's just there's something, like, there's something just warming about the, the can, I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Can you guys just get in my brain and, like, see that link of, of joy? Like, just the association, because it's hard not to associate. I mean, like, my feelings with Neil Gaiman are always, like, like, glee and comfort, you know? I think, you know, when I think of, like, my memories and my attachments to Neil Gaiman as a creator, it's very uh, celebratory and happy, same with like Leica, you know, Leica Films. And Leica Films did um, adapt Coraline. And I know the movie versus the book, you know, there's a lot of differences. Um, we're not going to talk about that, but um, there's the association between Leica and, and Neil Gaiman and whatnot. And um, the point is, sorry, I'm trying not to ramble. The point is, there's just a lot of, um, it, ju it just feels like, um, like a chain of joy, I guess we could call it. You know, it's probably the, the best way to word it. So, on that note, when I'm sawing this episode, it's genuinely not because I'm, like, you know, exasperated in thought. I'm just, my body is exasperated in speaking. So, on that note, um, I wanted to talk about something, and it's something I know I've talked about before, but I kind of want to change it up because we've talked about trauma. We've talked about how trauma in our past kind of dictates who we become in the present. Um, talked about, you know, a lot of things like that. So um, that all being said, in the coming weeks, I have um, a, a, hopefully a, a great uh, episode set up and rigged. Uh, not rigged, but set up to... Um, present to everybody and uh it's a combined effort so I'm very excited to bring it forward and um you know in in setting up that episode um I have to you know I'm I'm doing a lot of research and um doing a lot of reading and the research and the reading it's very funny, and uh, you guys will know what I'm talking about hopefully next week when we actually get to it, so I'm going to have to speak very vaguely on it right now, um, but in case you are not aware, 
May 8th is a very important day. And uh, May 8th, which will have already passed by the time this airs, but uh, it's it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal within this company, within the world of myth. Um, and it's it's a day worth celebrating. And so, you know, we have many, many years worth of celebration uh, come or having passed May 8th. Um, and so I kind of wanted to discuss a little <laughs> the ideas of um, the importance of the past, you know, and when I say that, you know, it, it's funny because we we tend to look at our past in, you know, the fondness or in the, uh, we'd rather forget, <laughs> you know, which is understandable. Uh, there's a lot about my past that I wish I could forget, and I know for everybody it's the same. Uh, there's a lot about my past that I also forget to celebrate, and I think that's, you know, a lot of people as well. We forget those littler moments. We forget the things that happened that maybe didn't seem as influential at the time, but then in hindsight, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that was actually really detrimental to who I am today, and you don't even realize it. And I think that's kind of one of the um, the really fun parts about, you know, getting older. Um, one of the, the few fun parts about getting older um, is you do get to look back and you do get to... Um, you get to see the patterns. You get to fit in those puzzle pieces, you know, the, the little things that maybe, um, you hadn't assumed were beneficial or meaningful in any way, you know, uh, I talk about my grandpa from time to time, you know, and my grandpa, he passed away when I was 17, 17 or 18. Uh, I guess 17. Um, and I didn't have much of a relationship with my grandpa uh, throughout most of my childhood um, for, for personal, not for my personal reasons, just familial issues. Um, and he came out and he, he moved from Texas to come in and live with us when I was 16 or 17. And we finally kind of were able to uh, have a relationship, you know, and I, I have fond memories of him, like, when I was a kid and everything, um, and it's not, like, anything, like, seriously, like, bad ever happened, it just, you know, unfortunately, he, you know, had some, some addiction issues, and that was, that was pretty much the, the thing, um, but, um, he, he moved in with us, he moved to California, and he moved in with us, and, uh, we kind of got to build a relationship, and it was so funny because, you know, when I was a teenager, I was the, you know, black hair, corpse makeup, um, 
you know, weird, spooky kid who loved to read Poppy Z. Bright and uh, pretend I was super dark and, uh, <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, and it was so funny because, you know, it's like my, my family always kind of teased me for it and everything, even though my brother kind of came up in a subculture as well. And all of his friends were all various subcultures. Anyway, my grandpa was very, like, he just, he, he was very preciously endeared by who I was as a teenager. You know, he, he didn't make fun of me for the way I dressed or anything like that. He was just like, you know, you're finding yourself. Have fun with it. And I even um, convinced him to read uh, some Poppy Z. Bright, and he really loved uh, Poppy, Poppy Z. Bright's work and everything. So that was fun. We got to bond over that. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny because he, he gave me... At the time, it didn't mean a whole lot, you know, because it was just like passing conversations. And then he passed away. And um, that was very difficult because we just had this relationship that had, like, just started to to form. And, um, you know, I think, like, my biggest... Um, it's funny because it's, like... Uh, I swear to God, I'm not going to keep this super depressing, this whole episode. There really is and why I'm, I'm visiting this this memory. You know, my dad also died when I was very young um, through extremely violent um, means. And I, I'm more, re- more remorseful over the loss of my grandpa, you know, because he was an artist. He was a photographer. He was all of these things that, like, I'm exploring, that I've been exploring, uh for the past, you know, 10, 15 years that he, he was familiar with, you know, he was a commercial artist and, you know, it's so funny cause we still have checks from like Warner brothers, uh, for him. And it just cracks me up because I never got to learn. I never got to have that, you know, I never got to have that part of that relationship And so that really kind of kills me because not that, oh, it could have been so useful or anything like that. Just like, you know, it's, it's for lack of a better term, it's very lonely (laughs) when you decide to go down the path of being creative and, you know, it just, it, it, it genuinely like, it feels like, you know, entering a creative career choice it it feels natural to me and so it's like of course you know you have to wonder is that because of my grandpa you know who who also followed that life or is it you know what I am I writing the narrative of what I you know what I mean like am am I what what about this am I fictionalizing (laughs) will um if anything at all so you know because it's like you know how when when people die we put them on pedestals you know very very easily we forget you know the horrible things sometimes or you know um that they were just human and and we just deify them really um 
so you kind of write these fictions regarding your perception. And so you kind of have to wonder. Um, for me, I, I have to wonder, you know, what about our relationship could there have been? And, you know, that, that kind of eats away at me. That eats away at me often. Um, but it's, again, this is not meant to be depressing or, you know, super sad or anything like that. I really just wanted to get into the idea of these full circle things, you know, and selfishly, I'm, I'm doing it in reference to myself, but I, I mean this in the, you know, relatable spectrum where, um, I feel like there just, there comes a point where it feels like, again, this is something I, I say a lot where it feels like everything you're doing, there's something kind of giving it pushback, something that, that is making it feel not right, making it harder to do, making it harder to achieve, making it seem like you're not good enough to do it, making it seem like you'll never achieve your goals, like you'll never go further, whatever the case. Um, but I feel like, again, there there are these, like, these points where something happens and it's very small. It's a very small moment. Um, but there are those moments that make you remember, you know, for, and that's the trouble. That's the trouble with it is when it feels like it's just so much negativity and so much, um, I don't want to say badness, just so much, again, of that pushback. So when something good does happen, you know, it's, it's, we don't, I don't think we take the moment to appreciate how valuable that is for our mental health and for our journey, you know, because, um, it's very hard. It's very hard to kind of keep the momentum going to, you know, without having those little blips of goodness, without those little moments of validation. Um, and I always say, you know, you have to figure out how to validate yourself. And that's not always easy. It's not just a matter of being like, you know what, I, I did good. <laughs> you know, if we could just validate ourselves all the time, I feel like there'd be a lot less issues. <laughs> But that's not the case, you know. It's a very practiced thing to do. Um, and so in this whole point, in this whole journey, um, it kind of comes into focus, into mind that, you know, I'm, I'm not always somebody who believes, oh, you know, there's a reason for everything. I, I don't believe that, uh, you know, there's a written path for all of us uh, or that, um, again, every, everything happens for a reason. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think there's anything predestined about who we are. I think we are very much... Um, we have the free will to figure that out, you know, and, um, I think it's just, it's, 
it's, I think we forget about the fun of it all. <laughs> the um, excitement of it all. You know, I think we, you know, for every endeavor and for even, you know, growing up and everything, I think um, we focus so much on the reward as opposed to the journey. And I know I've said that a million times, um, but we think about, you know, the results. Is this going to, what, what are the results of this action, of this achievement, so to speak, as opposed to just doing the thing, writing the thing, drawing the thing, photographing the thing, whatever the thing is. Um, you know, because the journey isn't just from the decision, you know, I think for my next piece, I'm going to draw whatever. That's not the journey. The journey started the minute um, I decided to start drawing, <laughs> to to start drawing portraits, I should clarify. Um, the minute I picked up a pencil and thought, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see what happens if I can draw uh, Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine. And, you know, that's that's the journey. But then the journey uh, extends to even before that to, you know, why? Why was I inspired to draw Florence Welch? To how did I know that I could possibly even do that? You know, to before, you know what I mean? Like your journey is, it's so vast and so long and I think, again, you know, it's, it's, it can be a lot of fun to go back and revisit those, um, those smaller moments that would have led to why you were doing the things you were doing, you know, and I know it's, I have memories of, <laughs> you know, um, feeling joy, feeling comforted when I was, you know, four or five years old. Don't, don't have exact memories, you know, from being that young. But, um, I think at the end of the day, when you can remember those things, those moments of comfort, those moments of relief, those moments of excitement, I think we're all seeking that feeling again. And, you know, uh, those feelings, they probably more than likely aren't, again, they're not associated with, oh, that time I, I won for, you know, the, the soccer game or whatever. It was probably a very <laughs> strange feeling of after, after um, practice. And mom brought in cheese sticks and oranges, and I just remember sitting on the grass, and there was a bee nearby, and me and my friend were, like, making whistles with the grass blades and that was just joy you know that was just joy and that's what I mean when I when I talk about the journey you know those those little fractions of those memories you know you're not going to remember the exact details of these memories that you know um you're not going to remember those uh the actions more than how you felt, how you're made to feel. 
And, you know, I, I know I've talked about that before as well, where we, you know, think about tra- uh, trauma more than we think about um, non-traumatic experiences and, and the reasons why traumatic experiences seem to be more um, memorable than otherwise <laughs> traumatic experience, non-traumatic experiences. And like I said, I think if, if you take a moment to just think back, because you ever get that like deja vu feeling where, you know, it could be the, the lighting, the perfect lighting in a room at a certain time of evening or the, you know, warm breeze on a summer day. And you don't think back to a very specific memory, but you think back to how that memory made you feel because that's what memories are. They were how you felt. Um, and in such a long winded way that is genuinely causing me distress to talk about, um, I'm trying to say, uh, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of agony, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that can make those those good moments feel negated um that actually they're not you know they're just a little louder but you can kind of shut them up and I think there's it's so much fun and it is so exciting to just sit back and think on those links that chain that chain of reaction that led you to who you are you know and I don't mean again the bad things I mean those little whispers those little moments of of you know (laughs) again I don't mean to say you know I don't believe in it but those moments of I guess predestination just those little things that like in hindsight would seem like predestination um you know I I just I think you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun to think about how we shape ourselves and how we are shaped. And on that note, I think I, I meant for this whole episode to be a good prequel for what's to come. Um, next week because next week we are going to take a very intense journey and walk uh into uh the land of before if you will uh past 30 years and um it's just it's it's a lot of fun I think you know and and I'll get into it a little bit more when the time comes and um it's just again the hindsight of it all I think is is what I really want to impress upon all of you amazing people is just you know it it it's easy to remember the badness but there are so many more moments of thrill and excitement and joy Again, in hindsight. (laughs) And on that note, I genuinely cannot breathe. Um, So, (laughs) 
I'm going to hang it up now, and I'm sure you guys are super sick of listening to my nasally, nasty, funky voice. Uh, And on that note, thank you very much for sticking through, sticking in? No. Uh, For, for... For sticking around, goodness gracious, with me. Uh, You can find us at www.theworldofmyth.com and on Facebook and Twitter at The World of Myth Bits Podcast and The World of Myth Magazine and on Instagram at The World of Myth Bits. Again, I will post a couple things. I need to upgrade the upgrade, (laughs) update the Instagram. Uh, with a couple things. Um, so again, thank you for, for listening. I very much appreciate it. Um, just, just look back to the joy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. All right, guys. (laughs) Until next time.